BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. For Project Spurs, I'm Paul Garcia, and this is the Spurs Cast. In today's episode, I'll be joined by Project Spurs writer Colin Reed. Colin and I will discuss the Spurs waving Cameron Payne, some questions about the point guard position, and roster moves the team still needs to make. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode with Colin. Colin, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a good summer so far. You know, I'm excited for it getting a little bit cooler here in San Antonio, but I'm excited that we are only a month away from our lives becoming a tornado of basketball activity once again. I know, man. Um, 2K24 just came out. So, like, I've been playing that a lot. But, yeah, I just know, like, all my video game time is about to end as soon as the season starts because, you know, we're going to be busy with Spurs games. And if they're off, we're writing articles and doing podcasts. But, yeah, I'm ready for basketball. It's it's, uh, soon going to get here. All right, Colin. Well, we last time I spoke with you about, I think it was like four weeks ago that you were on the podcast. and we were still kind of wondering what moves are the Spurs going to make. We know that they have to trade or wave three players at that time. Well, they've done what they've actually made one of those those decisions and provided one of the answers. And that player was Cameron Payne. So the Spurs did officially waive him on Monday. Uh, um, the Spurs waived waived Payne's contract, so now they just need to waive or, or trade two players. So let's first talk about Payne getting waived. So Payne was waived on Monday, as I mentioned. He will have a six point five million dollar cap hit on the Spurs' books, maybe. And I'll talk about why I say maybe. So if we go back to why uh, how the Spurs acquired Payne, they acquired him back in July and mid-July uh, for a 2025 second-round pick via New Orleans and some cash. And then the Spurs sent the Suns a heavily protected 2024 second-round pick, which most likely will not convey to Phoenix. Now, uh, what it tells us is that, you know, after looking at all these trade exceptions and different kind of, of deals, it shows that there really wasn't a market for him. The teams weren't willing to trade any kind of assets for Payne. And so that's why the Spurs ended up, you know, just looking at the market. They had time to to make this decision at a later point in mid-October, but they decided to to let him to, to wave him now and then let him go see if he can sign with, the, with another team. However, what, the reason why I say they might have his cap hit is because it'll be interesting to watch if a team claims him because... There's several ways that teams can claim him. There's if a team has room, that's the Indiana Pacers. They can claim him. If a team has a disabled player exception, that's the Chicago Bulls, who are also missing a point guard with Lonzo Ball out for the season. Also, if a team has a um, trade player exception that is large enough to absorb Payne's $6.5 million salary, they can also also claim him. So there's multiple teams with um, different uh, TPEs out there. And so that's just something that I'm interested to watch is does, uh, I would say it's about 24 hours from now, since you and I are recording this on a a Tuesday evening, you know, does a team come in and step up and take uh, uh, Payne's contract, which means he goes on the roster at 6.5 million. And then he's his, his numbers off the Spurs' books. Uh, with this deal, um, with him getting waived, should I say, the Spurs now have 17 players on two on guaranteed deals. 
They have two players on two-way contracts. And so, like we mentioned, they need to trade or waive two players before opening night. All right, so what are your thoughts on Payne, and what do you think the chances are that he might get claimed by someone? I was interested that he was the first domino to fall, just because I feel like, um, to me, you know, we've kind of talked about um, the four players that we kind of thought were all in this mix of who could be waived being, you know, campaign Devonte Graham, Reggie Bullock and Jetty Osman. And, um, you know, I know that Charles Bassey's name has been thrown around there and whatever, but really those four names have been the four that we've really been looking at. And I felt like of those four players, campaign and Reggie Bullock were the two that could get the Spurs something back. Um, in terms of in-season value, which is part of the reason, you know, they got so many assets for doing this. They got the, and not just in this deal, but in all of the deals, you know, they got second round Mm -hmm. picks. They got a really good draft swap from the Mavs. But the one issue with doing it, doing it so many times and going above is now they're going to have to waive players who I think they could have gotten assets for in the middle of the season. Now they're having to waive these players. So, um, you know, I was kind of surprised that he was the first domino to fall just because I do think that they could have extracted something in at the trade deadline for mm-hmm. him. But, you know, I mean, uh, just, you know, I, I have zero sourcing on this, but just the kind of what was made public by him and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just seemed like he knew he wanted to be in a situation where he could help a team win a championship. And he just made that known, which... You know, it's completely his prerogative to do that. And the Spurs helped him get there. So, um, you know, the, the timing of all is a little bit tough for the Spurs in terms of being able to get more assets and a trade sending them out. But I think in the human element of it, um, it kind of makes sense based on what we had been seeing a little bit. Yeah, and and I think it was either Woj or Shams reported that there will be a market for him. You know, like you said, multiple contenders are going to be ready to try to sign him if he clears waivers, and um, they have they have more minutes. So that obviously shows you that the Spurs weren't going to give him any kind of like substantial role had he had he stayed with the team even even until the February trade deadline. So again, we'll kind of see if he makes it even to um, free agency because, like I said, there's multiple teams out there that could tr- um, you know try to claim him. But I know I know an opinion was put out there by uh, John Hollinger of the Athletic who said you know that he would be a good fit on the Grizzlies you know as a backup point guard. So maybe they they make a run at him. So so again, we'll kind of see what happens with campaign and whether or not he clears waivers um, in the in these next few hours. All right, so now uh, that now that Payne's off the roster, let's just talk about the point guard situation for the Spurs. So we know that they have three, I would say, like more traditional point guards on the roster left. That's Trey Jones, who they re-signed over the summer. Devontae Graham, who has a guaranteed deal this season, but then it's partially guaranteed next year at 24-25. And then also Blake Wesley, even though he's more of a combo guard, Wesley's still like your point guard. You know, you see him in summer league. So I would ask you this. Does Payne getting waived now, do you think that increases the chances that Graham ends up staying on the roster? Because we obviously know they wouldn't waive or trade Trey Jones. So does that does that improve Devontae Graham's chances? Because then if they were to waive Graham or trade him, then it's just really Blake Wesley's your only backup uh, choice there uh, at the point. What do you think the situation is with Graham now that, um, and, and Wesley, I would say, now that uh, Payne's gone? I think it has to be uh, the case that Wesley, or uh, Graham has a bigger chance of staying around. You okay. know, I think after the summer league, this is something that you and I have talked about both on the podcast and off the record yeah. where Wesley looked amazing in summer league of 2022 in terms of like this, this player who just has this potential, this athleticism, this burst, he gets that injury early on in the season. And when he came back, he wasn't able to find his footing quite yet. And he kind of looked in summer league, like a player who is maybe trying to do too much. They kind of proved that he could get back to that level. And 
I still feel like he has the ability to get there, but I do almost wonder if an Austin type environment, just to let him kind of figure all that out would be better. Um, I, and if that's the case, then, then you definitely need Devonte Graham to stay around. Um, now this is a very interesting thing for me because obviously the Spurs are still like a ways away from being a relevant team, but mm-hmm. like, what is this point guard rotation? You know, Trey Jones, uh, awesome player, uh, he, to me, kind of seems to perfectly fit that that mold of like the Patty Mills or the Corey Joseph, mm-hmm. where, you know, like the super energetic, they come off the bench, they play hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like, you know, if the Spurs were a high level playoff team, he would be like the perfect backup point guard for that team. And um, Devontae Graham, I think I think of him more as a like high volume shooter than like an offensive initiator creator type. So it's just really interesting to see, especially now that the Spurs have a player who um, could be the recipient of creation in a very high leverage way in Victor Imanyama. The the fact that there are there are players on the roster who who can create, but there's not like that S tier star um, or or top shelf level creation on this roster and um i i think to me that is one of the the things that still needs to get ironed out in team building and that's why i thought campaign might stay around for a bit you know yeah. um he he didn't provide that top shelf s tier or whatever but he just provided another source of playmaking next to you know this new young core so uh, i i think like you said Devonte Graham kind of has to have a higher chance of staying around now, but it does present maybe more questions to me about what is this team going to look like in two years? Because I definitely don't think this is going to be the point guard rotation. Oh yeah. Then, you know, <laughs> for sure. And, and like, we don't even know what kind of lineups pop's going to throw out there. You know, does he, does he go with the traditional point guard like Trey Jones or does he even start kind of weird with just like, you know, no traditional point guard out there just to get everybody, you know, to get some of the best players on the floor. Uh, I agree with you as well, where I think that this improves Devontae Graham's ch- uh, chances. And also I just like, like um, something John Hollinger also wrote was that um, uh, from the athletic that, that there was that because Graham has that partial guarantee in 24, 25, uh, there was really no urgency to wave him as of, as of right now. So, so that's why uh, I think we're both in agreement there that hands up stand on the roster. So now the big question comes back to, um, you know, who are the two players that get traded away before opening night? So let's first go to the easy answer. And that's probably going to be Ken Birch. That's, you know, he hasn't really been a part of the Spurs. He joined when, the, when he was injured last year, when he got traded to San Antonio, we haven't really seen him like involved, like in terms of like in the photos that the team's putting out, like on their social media, he hasn't really been around. So that's the easy answer is most likely Ken Birch gets waived. So then that becomes the, the you know, the next question is who's the other player that gets, um, you know, waived or traded. Is it, is it Graham? Is it Jetty Osmond who they acquired over the summer? Reggie Bullock? Uh, uh, Char- Charles Bassey, you know, a player you mentioned as well. And so I just want to note again, something that Hollinger wrote. He said um, in, in, a, in a recent article about the Spurs, he said, um, Bassey feels um, fun- fungible as well, especially with Don Bar- Barlow's development. And so my only counter to that, why, why I say to me, they, they would not maybe wave Bassey or trade him is because we have seen Bassey around the young players. He was, he was over at summer league with all the players on the bench. They, they had recently put some photos where like they were visiting downtown and they went to like the tower of the Americas. And like, he was a part of that group. So it seems like he's gelling with this young core of like Wembenyama and all, uh, you know, Branham and Vassell and all these guys. So that's my only counter of why I, I don't, I don't see Bassey getting waived just because he's been around, around the core of the team already. He's kind of like, like working with the, with those players and getting to know them very well. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So I actually went through um, just an exercise yesterday, and I I did a lot of research again, just one more time. And I tried to find Reggie Bullock trades and uh, Jetty Osmond trades, because I think those are the two players out of this group that have a lot of value where you might be able to get um, some sort of asset for them, even if it's like a second round pick. So, um, so after going through all, all the teams that are like more like contender playoff level teams between like one and 11, um, I still couldn't find a trade for Bullock that gets you, um, you know, just sending him to that team. It's always going to have to be a one for one kind of player trade to make the salaries work. And so that would put the Spurs in the same boat where they're having to be in that situation. If they get another player and then they send Bullock elsewhere, they have to find a, you know, either wave that player or trade him. And so just looking at Bullock's contract, um, he's making 11 million this coming season, which is 8% of the cap. I do. I did. I did look at the Nets and Hawks um, because they have large trade exceptions that could acquire a salary. But when I really, uh, you know, examined their teams, uh, one, they would both go into the tax that they brought on Bullock, and then two, um, you know, they already have a lot of depth at some of those positions. Like the Hawks have multiple wings. Um, the Nets have a bunch of wings. I mean, they don't need another wing basically. Then when we look at uh, Jetty Osman um, trades, so he his contract is six point seven million dollars, five percent of the cap. Uh, two teams that stuck out to me are interesting to watch are the Knicks and the Pacers. Uh, why the Knicks? Because they have a $6.8 million trade exception. They do have one open roster spot. However, they already have like six players who would be ahead of him in terms of that guard wing rotation. So that's why I don't see if the Knicks are desperate enough to send a, a second round pick for uh, Jetty Osman. And then we talk about the Pacers. They have $7.5 million in room, so they could just absorb his contract. They, however, have a full roster, so they, they need to waive someone or trade someone. They also have a lot of options on the wing. And then they're probably not desperate either um, to give up like a second round pick for him at this point, you know, so early in the season. So do you have any thoughts on um, um, like who, who that, that second player is that's going to get waived aside from, from Birch? I would say at this point, um, it would most likely be Jetty Osman, in my opinion, okay. just because mm-hmm. of, I think the skill set of Bullock's three shooting, I think can be valuable to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, it, it seems like a a guy who would thrive in the Spurs system, both in terms of on basketball and kind of his his pursuits outside of basketball. And I think, to me, I think it's going to go to the eleventh hour. I, I, I yeah. again, I don't have any sourcing on this, but you just kind of learn how to read the room yeah. when you've done this for long enough. Um, and quite frankly, I think something that seems pretty obvious is that the Spurs still could get involved in the Dame trade as a third team. Mm -hmm. And if that were to happen, there's a good chance that they'd be walking away with Tyler hero. And if that were to happen, then I think both of these players get waived, um, to make that work out, or maybe they're included in the trade to help the salary or or something like that. And so I Mm -hmm. think at the end of the day, this is going to kind of go until the last minute it needs to, (laughs) Um, and while I think it's Jetty Osman right now, let's say that Dame trade doesn't materialize. 
um, where they're the third team here or another team steps in as a third team, then I think even though from my perspective right now, Bullock is the the number one choice, I think they would weigh training camp and their preseason games and make a decision based on that. Um, but I, I would say right now, I would agree with you. Kim Birch is kind of the easy answer just because he really hasn't had a whole lot of time around the team. But then outside of that, I think it's, it's going to be Jetty Osman. And it's one of those things where he's not like a fringe NBA player who deserves to get waived. Like just today, as of recording, um, we saw uh, Nerland's Noel yeah. get waived and I'm sure he can find a landing spot. It's just, you mm-hmm. know, over the summer, these roster crunches happen and now teams are having to make these tough decisions. And if either of these players get waived, I would expect them to find a home where they'd be able to contribute. Okay. I'm kind of basically copying your answer right there too. Like I think <laughs> right now, I think it's Jetty, but I really think it's going to come down to preseason training camp. Who is, who do we see in those, those five games where pop's not really playing that player? You know, he's just getting in weird lineups, that player, you know, who is that player? If they, whoever that player is, that's who I think is the, is the choice there. Unless like you said, a, a trade materializes before, whether it's like a multi-team trade and those players are included um, or, or something like that. So again, again, as far as like, identifying specific Bullock and Osmond trades. I really had a tough time. I mean, maybe the Spurs do find one, but for me of doing the research, it was really tough to find one. So that's why I agree with you. It might have to just be a multi-team trade or, you know, like you said, it goes down to the final minute there when the Spurs have to make that decision of who gets waived um, right before opening night. So, so again, that's, that's what it, it could end up coming down to. All right, Colin. So for our last topic, let's um, just talk about expectations for this team early on. So one thing I do want to note is that, um, right now it's so early in the season. I mean, early in the off season, should I say? It's only mid September. A lot of the 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 um, statistical models haven't put out their their like you know their their projections yet because it's, it's still kind of early. They usually wait till right before training camp or even during the preseason to start putting those models out as far as where the team wins go. However, the casinos they're quickly going to put out some over unders. You know, as soon as training, as soon as like the drafts over, they start throwing out over under wins. So so we've gotten a, a pretty good baseline now of where the um, Vegas is is at on 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 all the different teams and their and their over under wins. And so I do want to talk about the Spurs where they, where they land right now in, in a lot of these um, over-unders on, on with Vegas. So right now their over-under is at 29.5 wins per DraftKings and a lot of sites have them at 29.5 wins. So yes, that's seven wins better than last year. They, they won 22 games last year, but it's still expected to be, you know, they're, they're still expected to be a, you know, a struggling team where they're they're that 29.5 wins. If it even happens, that would just be better than Detroit. Who's supposed to get 28 and a half and Washington. Who's supposed to get 24.5. So again, they're supposed to be the third worst team in the league, according to, to these um, over unders. And, it, and, and then just looking at the Western conference, it's a stacked conference. Um, now that the Rockets got a little bit better uh, with the addition of Fred Van Vliet and some other players. Um, and then the Jazz were a pretty good team. The Spurs are, are expected again to finish um, last out West. So I know you, this is something you kind of messaged me about that you want to talk about, just to talk about, you know, not setting the bar so high for this team. You know, they might surprise us and, and do better than that. But right now, you know, the, they're, they're, you know, it's kind of tampering the expectations a little bit. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of a, a double-sided thing here. You know, on the one hand, um, this idea of, oh, well, if the Spurs just plug uh, Wimby in now, all of a sudden they're, like a playoff team, you know, who knows what they can become. Look at all this young talent they have. Um, and then the other thing is, well, the Spurs aren't good enough and they need to make a move right now to become good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so on kind of both of those parts, uh, Ben Taylor of thinking basketball has done a lot of work in terms of like what makes a championship team. And you have to have that high level, like all NBA tier player. And then you take them off the team and that team is still a playoff team. So a really good example of that, you know, we think of Michael Jordan as, you know, maybe the greatest player of all time, considered that by a lot of 
people. Mm-hmm. Um, you take him off of his Bulls team when he retired, mm-hmm. and that team, very largely the same, still made the playoffs and were relatively good in their conference. You know, so it took you know not only having that high level player, but also a team that could make the playoffs without that high level player. And the Spurs haven't made the playoffs. I think it's four or five years now. And since they last made the playoffs, they've taken several steps back talent-wise. You know, they've lost DeMar, they've lost DeJounte, and they've lost Derek White. I think all of those players were definitely like players that would increase the talent level of this team right now. So I think for me, it's difficult to see them jumping from a, like one of the worst teams in the West to like this level when that wasn't even true with some of the greatest players of all time, you know? Um, And I think... That's kind of where we're talking. I know that Devin Vassell won't play very much, or he he didn't play very much last year, and he's going to play a whole lot more this upcoming year. And I know that um, it's going to look maybe more normal. They might have been doing things that were very tanking-related at some points in the last season, and it's going to be less like that now. So I do think that's going to give them a bump, and I do think this 29.5 is good. Um, I am high on the Spurs young core, but kind of a realization I had, and it, it feels a little bit unfair, but it is just something that occurred to me was we look at the, the team that the team USA just rolled out for the world cup, you mm-hmm. know, and these are players that are not stars. They're kind of in that next tier. I think Anthony Edwards might be going there, you know, and I, I don't think anyone is egregiously um, shocked by the fact that like Keldon and Devin aren't included in this group of players, you know, and, and we're talking about players that aren't even stars, but they're just kind of even that next layer down. And so the Spurs are not only going to need development from those guys. I think they're still going to need like another piece or two. That's not even on this roster yet. So not only, and I'm not even saying tank or whatever, not only do I think they can't get there now, I think their best chance of getting that player, you know, third uh, lowest record or third lowest um, over under according to Vegas, I think for them to get the third pick in this upcoming draft, even though it's considered a weak draft, like, I still think they need one or two more bites at the apple. Mm-hmm. Everything we know about player development shows us that Victor is going to start hitting pre-prime in his 23 or 24 year season, mm-hmm. age season. And then he's going to be at his best from like 25 to 27. So there's zero reason to rush this teams that have rushed. This have lost their players. Like yeah. the new Orleans Pelicans yeah. did with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every single star player you can think of that's left their team recently, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they were all with their original teams for at least seven years. The one exception was Kyrie, who was with his team for six years. Like there is no um, sort of precedence for the Spurs having any less than seven years. And if it is, it's six years, you know, to build around Victor Wimanyama. And I think we're not talking about winning a championship. We're talking about the hope is to open a title window. So yeah, it's both about, like you said, setting expectations for this season, but also understanding that that's kind of the natural path here. Like a losing season this season could end up extending that window in the long term, which I think is what's more important to this organization. Yeah. Not, and, but not just saying it's a losing season, but an improving season, it's, you know, based yeah. on last year, I mean, just getting, again, getting seven more wins would be, it would be an improvement for this team. And I would also just say that we've seen what you're talking about by the front office, their, their moves this past summer were not to get involved in the Dame discussions right away, try to, you know, go get that star level player right now. Um, and, you know, try to go for a championship as, as of this moment. Instead, we saw them use their cap space to bring in, you know, contracts of, of, of veteran players in order to get assets, draft assets for the future. So that's kind of how they're shaping this, um, you know, and when are those, when, when are they 
going to draft those players in the future? Are they going to use those 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 future picks now for trades down the line? But again, that's not it's not going to happen um, as of right now. So I think that was that was a good um, topic to kind of just discuss. You know, where, where do the what are the expectations for this team uh, going into the season? So yes, we do expect them to be better than last year, but not quite. Maybe what you know the the, the playoff level team that that, mm-hmm. that everyone's talking about. Maybe they do. Maybe they surprise us. But we'll see right now. All right, so thank you to Colin for joining me here on this episode of the Spurs Cast. If you would like, to, if you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube and your favorite podcast apps. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by Paul Garcia. Music for this episode was written by Vincent Garcia and Paul Garcia. Thank you. Have a great day. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.